Hello, everybody. I think we are live. My name is Steve, and I'm here today with Plagued by Visions. So, Juan, thanks for taking me up on it and deciding to jump on and chat. Thank you for having me. Yeah, excited. I just recently found your channel, and I've been hooked ever since. So. Oh, <laughs> same here. I, I always see you're doing, like, lives. Every, I try to join when I can, but I'm always like, oh, Steve's live. <laughs> yeah. It's tough to keep up with, you know, work and everything else. It's hard keeping up with everything. Yeah. I mean, I can't imagine. <laughs> like when yeah. you you made a video about like your reading event plans for like the rest of the year. And I was like, how the hell? Like I can't even. <laughs> I can barely plan like a week. <laughs> yeah. I have to do like, um, I have to have, we have a calendar that we have all the events on. Otherwise mm. I'll lose track and I won't know what's going on. So. <laughs> I, if I don't plan, I'll wander and I'll end up getting lost somewhere, getting in trouble. So <laughs> I have to have some kind of plan. Yeah, well, I, I like being lost. I, I like to think things like how they come, like, oh, let me read this book. Or, <laughs> I don't really. Right. So you're more of a mood reader? I get, I, I've seen that term being passed around in booktube and i, I mm -hmm. guess i am i'd never heard yeah. it before but yeah i just well right now i'm doing like a like a read every book by challenge that michael k vaughn started yeah and and so i'm reading every book by jack ketchum and then i've been doing like theme months like every month i pick a, t a theme and i read works that fall into that theme but not that like that's not the entirety of my reading. I just like two or three novels. Yeah. Um, so it's been right now, it's been like the most structure that I've had for my reading. But for the <laughs> most part, I have, for the most part, I just read whatever. <laughs> yeah, because if, if I if I'm left to my own devices, I'll end up I won't finish books and I'll I'll just kind of go everywhere. So I, <laughs> I have to have a plan. Otherwise, I get in trouble. So yeah, <laughs> well, it works for you <laughs> yeah everyone's different i know some people they just kind of like to read whatever they feel like reading and it works for them uh but for me I, if i don't then i'll end up just not getting anything done if i don't have mm -hmm. a plan uh, i wanted to say thanks for all of you uh tuning in and and all the all the comments already oh yeah yeah. and if uh, <laughs> we mentioned on uh on social media but if anyone wants to join and chat you are anyone's welcome to just let me know dm me on uh discord or twitter and i'll send you the awesome. link to join you are anyone's welcome to just let me know dm me on oh so right. uh with this no that's right so with uh with the updates i usually like to talk about what i've been reading and what i'm going to read so what have you been reading this week me uh let's see <laughs> well right now i'm reading the Lost. I was just saying, like, I'm reading every book by Jack Ketchum. Yeah. So this is like the next one. Um, it's kind of weird. It's kind of different. It's like a more of like a Western, like Jack Ketchum's mostly known for horror. But mm -hmm. um, I mean, it's still pretty horrifying. <laughs> a lot of ways. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I just finished. Where is it? I just finished The Butcher Boy by um, Patrick McCabe, which is a Irish novel uh, hmm. th that a viewer recommended because 
all my viewers recommend me like disturbing stuff like this book's really messed up and everything and i just have to take them up on it and so i can i can affirm that this was really messed up um, but i enjoyed it it's like uh it's about a, an irish uh boy like his childhood and adolescence and how everything just spins out of control and pretty gruesome stuff yeah <laughs> It's, it's isn't it funny how whenever someone says this book is really messed up and like i have to read that <laughs> give it to me yeah. i want to read that you know i i never thought it was weird until other people pointed out that it was weird yeah. <laughs> that i was like i guess that is pretty weird but yeah. but it's like what i try to focus most on my channel so yeah works out pretty good i'm watching all the time so <laughs> you're doing something right <laughs> How about so you? you? Uh, uh, oh. I actually finished um, the Dragon or the Burning God last night. It's the third book in the Poppy War series, and I, I'm reading it with a group. We're doing a group read for it, and I had heard that the end is pretty divisive. And it's you know people have either love it or hate it, and uh, I wasn't a huge fan. So, oh man, <laughs> yeah. But overall, I, I the first book I wasn't too much of a fan of, and and then the second book I really loved, but the third one, kind of a letdown. So, yeah, and to and to and to like already be so far into like the series, and be disappointed. Yeah, but <laughs> the last you know two hundred pages of that it's like seven hundred pages. So the last two hundred pages were just kind of a slog. Oh man, that's horrible. <laughs> uh, Jack Ketchum is light reading for Plague by Visions. <laughs> It is kind of a breather, yeah. <laughs> From other stuff I've been reading. By the way, hi, Mike. Yeah, Michael. <laughs> How's it going, Michael? Uh, you know, it, when I saw his video about read every book from from an author, he picked Stephen King. Like, wow, you're you're feeling brave. <laughs> to, to be to be fair, he didn't pick it. It was picked All the by viewers him. picked it. <laughs> so yeah, that's even worse. Have, he, yeah, he should have rigged it somehow to not <laughs> have Stephen King. Yeah, but he is brave. Yeah, I know. He's undertaken many reading challenges, and I'm just like, how? <laughs> yeah, he's he's insane. <laughs> I cannot keep up. Uh, let's see. I I fell asleep to the girl next door audiobook read by Satan. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> That's another one. You know, we were just talking about how <laughs> I have like very special viewers that recommend me the most messed up stuff. And I was telling them, because uh, you know about the girl next door, right? Like, it's mm -hmm. supposedly the most messed up thing that Jack Ketchum has ever written. And I haven't read everything by him yet, but I will agree. <laughs> and uh, so since I'm reading everything by him, uh, I'm going to have to reread that. And then I let my viewers know that that reread is coming. And everybody was like, oh, my God, like, I want to read it along with you. Like, not everybody wants to read, like, this super messed up, like, <laughs> gruesome, like, gritty horror. So I'm just like, that's the kind of audience that I want. <laughs> yeah. And it's funny you say that because when you we mentioned, I think it was in the woman review that you had done recently. Mm -hmm. You said the girl next door is, like, the most messed. And I was there writing it down, like, looking up on Amazon, trying to find the book. Because now I want to read it. <laughs> well you're welcome to join along i'm probably gonna start it like next week or the week after that so i know like you got a lot of reading plans so 
<laughs> a smooth radio voice. I agree. Like, I always like listen to your lives and your videos, and I'm just like, that's a that's a silky. I should, yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> I never get to see Mike anymore because of his reading projects. Yeah, he's a busy guy. <laughs> Damn those projects. And and Michael, I, what I like about his channel is he's he's he reads a lot of different types of books. He reads like comics and he reads science fiction and horror and so. Yeah, like I was just telling uh, uh Justin from this Justin who's here uh, that uh. Well, I passed along things have gotten worse since we last spoke uh, to to Dave over a book blather, and then yeah. he passed it off to Justin, and now Justin's gonna pass it off to Michael. And I was just telling Justin like, I can't picture Michael reading that book because he's so like, mu he's so much more like classical, you know, like classic science fiction, like Lovecraftian horror, and I, I just can't picture him reading like such a modern like. AOL chat horror novel and it's weird. <laughs> yeah, I want to be a fly on the wall when he reads that. <laughs> just, just, right. Just, <laughs> just wanna, I am curious, like, where will he fall? Like, will he like it or not? Yeah, that was an interesting, interesting read. Um, yeah. Uh, That's putting it nicely, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, Trish <laughs> Bobble says, I'm looking forward to the August read of Bad Ronald. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. So that's what I'm doing over at my channel yeah i'm gonna jump time. on that one too yeah it's it should be i mean jack vance is like this uh older like earlier 20th century author who writes like mostly science fiction and fantasy but this is like a gritty like mystery thriller so it's kind of out of his uh field of familiarity or whatever so it should be yeah. cool seeing uh, my alerts here uh, discord keeps going off i have to stop it oh <laughs> yeah um so you had mentioned recently that you've been in kind of a slump lately how do you usually get out of slumps or kind of burnout i guess oh well it's kind of like i don't feel like i'm in a slump in terms of like talking about books or reading or that kind of discussion it's more like the video making aspect of mm -hmm. things like recording and editing which isn't really like that high maintenance like I, it's not like i'm putting special effects left and right or anything but it's just kind of a process that i'm really new to well i've been mm -hmm. doing it for a year but it still feels like i haven't learned much and so <laughs> <laughs> like when i when i record a video uh, and for those that are familiar with my channel like they know that my videos are really long and so like editing like an hour of footage is kind of a it's kind of a drag so uh i'll usually well like i did this uh books and like tag video yeah and, so and i and i did that in one take and that was kind of cathartic you know because i was like i'm not gonna edit like just gonna record and upload um so i guess kind of changing up things a little bit like doing shorter reviews mm -hmm. just to kind of get more acclimated uh but yeah it's more like the logistics of it the technical aspects that i'm not a fan of but 
have you ever okay. felt like have you ever felt like you're like over it at times oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah there's there's times when it's just i don't feel it you know like you said it, it can be very tedious to to cut through you know making a video of, out of an hour and then you worry is this is it too much am i repeating myself like you mentioned in your video am i saying ums and ahs <laughs> and you knows and things like that and so it can get pretty tedious and even when you're done you still worry did i is this you know is this watchable and then you watch it back and it's like this is garbage and you want to start over all, all over again yeah but by then you're just like you know it's done so screw it yeah i'm just like um i'm already so far into it that <laughs> i might as well upload it yeah but... i've gone this far yeah <laughs> So um, I, I did think it was funny that um, during your one take edition of that tag that you were you're feeling really anxious because you knew you weren't going to edit it. I thought that was really um, <laughs> pretty fun. Well, not funny enough, haha way, but because I can relate to it because it's it is it can be pretty um, nerve wracking. Yeah, like I don't know. I, I feel like I depend too much on editing, and and that's how I was starting to feel like. Uh, it started like with editing out, like repeating myself or pauses or something. And then it was like, oh my God, I have to edit like this whole chunk out. And then I started doing like retakes of entire videos. And I was just like <laughs> getting so into my head. And I was just like, you know what? This is, this is ridiculous. <laughs> but yeah. as, as we see here, I was inspired by Michael, the one take wonder. Yeah, I don't know how he does it. <laughs> I don't know how he does it. Some people, I guess some people don't need to edit. You know, it's like they can keep things interesting. <laughs> I'm not one of those people, so I, I yeah. envy uh, people like Michael. <laughs> Neither. Yeah. yeah. So uh, things have gotten worse since we last spoke. It seems like it's pretty, um, either you seem to really love it or really hate it. And you weren't a huge fan and neither was I. Yeah. Um, but I'm... It, I, I passed my copy on to uh, the bookie bus. Oh, Alex. Yeah. Ooh. I was inspired by, by you passing yours on. So I thought maybe someone <laughs> will enjoy it. So now there's two copies of it, sir. That's <laughs> Yeah. That's, fun. that's funny. I'm not sure if that's good <laughs> or bad. Yeah. It's good to hear. I'm not the only one to suffer like this. Yeah. Oh, you're not alone. Yeah. Uh, book reading, coffee drinking. If uh, for those of you who are not familiar with her channel, go check it out. Uh, so much of my editing is, editing is just me getting rid of all the times I can't say a word right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that happens. Especially oh, like English is my second language, so like those slips and those like inflections and the r always coming yeah. out. <laughs> yeah, they're so all in your r's. Yeah, so yeah, I get that. <laughs> yeah, for sure, and. Uh, that book she gets around <laughs> i everybody's reviewing it's like all the rage right now and you know what i just want to say like i never meant to start because <laughs> you know i'm not a fan of i would have preferred to like start this with something i actually enjoyed like and i like i don't know i don't mean to i don't mean to be mean like to eric LaRocca, like the author like i don't mean to like do it like in a disparaging way but but i do genuinely think like it's something that deserves a lot of discussion because like yeah. you said like some people love it 
some people hate it and like finding out why that is. Yeah, I always worry too with whenever I do it, whenever I, I don't enjoy a book on the review and how I word what I don't enjoy about it. Because I, I don't want the author to, you know, I don't want to be mean spirited or, mm -hmm. you know, I want to be respectful, but at the same time, you know, talk about what I didn't enjoy. So that's kind of a balancing act to not, to be honest, but not be um, too honest, I guess, <laughs> you know. Yeah, well, to like lay them down softly, you know. Yeah, exactly. Because yeah, <laughs> I, because <laughs> I, I'm doing this thing, I'm writing a video where I read like more indie and experimental literature. And so there's a lot of cool, like innovative narratives and plays with form and on all these things that I've been reading that have been great. Lots of like experimental poetry. Mm -hmm. And then there's been some horrible, like amateurish, like just not even edited works. And and that I, it's like a conflict in my head of like, should I review this or should I just pretend I never read it? Should I pretend it never happened? Because, because, yeah, because it's like, you know, like it's indie authors, like of any kind, I by default have a certain level of admiration for them because mm -hmm. they're putting their stuff out there, you know, like that's as somebody who writes like me, but I've never shared my writing with anybody just because mm -hmm. of that crippling fear of like criticism and it's going to be horrible and all this so i admire them by default but then like i've read some terrible stuff and, yeah. and i don't want to put any like bad vibes around their book you know it's yeah. a, it's kind of difficult and i imagine you go through similar things because you read a lot of like more indie fiction you know yeah i think for indie books it's even worse because like you said it, it is just them putting their work out there and with an indie book it is uh they're really bearing themselves and when they have a, tr a traditional publisher and, and they're popular and they have a career and it's a little different i don't feel as bad saying i don't like it but when it's an in when it's just a guy that's he you know he works a nine to five and he go goes home and he writes a book you know he's happy to get his book out it yeah and i feel i feel a little bad and i don't want to discourage anyone else from reading it because just because i didn't like it doesn't mean someone else uh, you know, won't like it, you know, they may enjoy it. So I don't want to discourage anyone that wanted to take a chance to not because I didn't care for it. Yeah. And really, like, I think the the sacred phrase for booktubers is always like, not for me, you know, because yeah. you don't want to say like, it's bad or like, you say like, it's not for me, I I didn't like it. And then if some people have like, a similar taste to yours they can gauge if they'll like it or if some people are interested by anything being said they'll give it a yeah. try yeah, yeah I, I didn't <laughs> used to do negative reviews i used to just if i didn't enjoy a book i would just kind of pretend i never read it mm -hmm. but we had a conversation on one of our meetups and we were talking about um negative reviews and, and someone had mentioned well people who watch the channel want to know what you enjoy and what you don't enjoy so yeah, it was, it was almost like you you should really review books and be be constructive and respectful, but still do negative reviews because um, your people who watch want to know what you don't enjoy too. Yeah, so that's when I I thought, well, maybe I should start doing some two star reviews. <laughs> Ease into the one stars. 
Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I don't think I've ever, I don't think I have a one star yet. I mean, there's things that I kind of see what they were trying to do, but it just didn't work for me. Mm -hmm. So, and Jake is up late and uh, oh, Coded oh. Snaps is up early. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, Jake is watching us from the UK and Geo Coding Snaps is watching us from the Philippines. We have a very worldly audience right now. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. <laughs> we always we always try and do our uh, our meetups earlier in the day for we have some friends over in, in Belgium and other places and we always try and do them earlier so they can join us so they're not mm -hmm. sipping coffee all the, the whole time. <laughs> and this just in went uh, I went the I just didn't get it route. Yeah, that's always good. Like admitting that maybe you missed something or whatever i don't know <laughs> it's not you it's me yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh yeah there's so many times that i can't quite tell if something is objective not great or if it's just my opinion yeah and and it's especially hard with experimental literature i've found because i'm just like was this meant to be written badly or is it just written badly like are they trying to make a point with their terrible grammar or do they just not how, not how to write? I don't know. <laughs> it can, I guess it can be used as just like a well, it's experimental, so you know. What you <laughs> right. Do? Like yeah. if I write something terrible, I just say it's experimental. I guess it's like a catch-all. <laughs> yeah. Uh, also, don't want to don't help that rant negative reviews are popular these days. That's another thing um, I was I was worried about is I don't want to be one of those people who just like to trash on someone's work yeah i like i'll do it i'll do it if it's earned <laughs> like i i read uh the rue which this just and just uploaded his review on yeah i saw that one just, just... <laughs> just about a killer kangaroo and i was just like it's gonna be fun and hilarious like it's a killer and it was just so boring and effortless oh. and i was just i just had to say like in my review like this is barely a book like there's no excuse like <laughs> and i say things like that when they're earned you know because <laughs> there's one thing being like an amateur writer and not getting like you know barely getting into the the vibe of writing and another thing is just being lazy you know yeah that's true <laughs> uh caleb says we love when one tears a book to shreds honestly <laughs> Oh, Caleb. Hi. Uh, I try not to do that a lot, but sometimes I don't think I've done it. In fact, I think both of the only books that I've given like super negative reviews to are the ones that Justin has. <laughs> so yeah. I guess I, yeah. <laughs> Would you call uh, Things Have Gotten Worse experimental? Well, here's the thing about that. <laughs> well, I think, you know, with form, yes, you know, because it's it's trying to emulate. It's not doing a, a traditional prose for its right. narrative. It's trying to uh, emulate the form of something else like emails and stuff. So, so yeah. Sure. But uh, um, there, I've, re I've read other works that have done that same thing, like... 
uh, there's this book called uh, The Sluts by Dennis Cooper, which is all about like uh, message boards and and there's like a murder mystery thing going on in between them. And that plays with form absolutely amazing. And, and so I would say like Things Have Gotten Worse is experimental, but it's it's alluding directly to things that like Eric LaRocca, like the author themselves, uh, reference Dennis Cooper as a direct influence. So hmm. it's like it is experimental, but it's also like basing itself heavily on something that, in my opinion, was much better. So I don't know if it, <laughs> in my opinion. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, book reading, coffee drinking, uh, one star has to be really bad for me. Like, why did this, why did this get published bad? Yeah. I think two star is it didn't work for me, but uh, someone else may like it kind of thing. One star. Yeah. That has to be just, yeah. you know, bad. barely a book. Yeah. Uh, like Conan the room, Sav yeah. Like the room. <laughs> That's such a cool idea too. I mean, a killer I know. kangaroo. How can you go? How can you go wrong with the killer kangaroo? Uh, uh, <laughs> I've only had one stars. Oh, I've had a, a lot of one stars this year. Which one was the worst one star read you've had this year? Me or yeah, just uh, the... Juan and uh, coding. <laughs> yeah, I, I would be interested in like people watching their answers to uh i don't have a lot of one star reviews uh just because and i've said this a lot like i am pretty aware of what i'll like at this point and so i'll only really go after books that i know i'll like something out of like even things have gotten worse wasn't really a one star for me because there yeah. were things in it that were kind of compelling and and it was well written and all this stuff. Um, so, but then I guess I'll, I, the Rue is the only one that I can think of hmm. that I gave one star because I was just like, this is barely a book. Like it's a, it's a cool book cover with some stuff in the middle yeah. <laughs> <laughs> with words. Yeah. Uh, How Michael about you? says it's oh. always easier to rip an author to shreds. If the author is Blake Crouch and Michael, you were the reason I did not read. Uh, what was the book? The Blake Crouch book, Black Matter or Dark Matter? Yeah, Who's I, I, we Blake were, Crouch? He's a science fiction author, and I, no. we were planning to read that in in December for our book club. And I saw Michael's review. I thought, okay, that's I'm not going to read that. I'm not going to bother. Uh, usually, I don't. I usually I simply don't finish one star books. I know Juan and some others through uh power through the end yeah yeah do i don't you, like do you dnf i don't like dnfing stuff because um <laughs> i feel like it's because i was an english major and so i was like conditioned to finish books no matter what because you can imagine like when you have a signed reading for a class like yeah. you have to read it even if it's terrible so and, and i always think like me personally, like, I can't fully judge and review a book if I haven't read it in its entirety. There have been experiences where I've just, like, just barely gotten through a book and then the ending blew me away. Mm -hmm. So there's experiences like that. I like to evaluate it as a whole. 
but I can also understand like there's a lot of people uh, like uh, that just don't have that kind of time in their hands and you know they're busy with a lot of things going on and so or or you know they're re they depend on being entertained enough in order to keep reading something so i don't frown on, upon dnfing because i understand where it comes from yeah let's see uh my, my wife brandy's uh here uh, i have to be honest i really don't watch rant videos or anti-tbr videos what are anti-tbr videos um just like i would never read kind of thing like i would never read such and such book i think oh okay uh rent reviews are therapeutic to film <laughs> they are no you know it's <laughs> it's like um and it's kind of like very different and stressful experience because me personally like i always want to keep a conscious effort of being fair mm. you know so it's it's always trying to like come up with like the nicest way possible of <laughs> negatively reviewing something but it's also kind of just like oh, let me just get this out uh like it's cathartic okay. <laughs> you feel better that you wasted your time right yeah exactly exactly <laughs> uh it's the streisand effect yeah of Cause oh of because oh, you made uh you made things have gotten worse so popular <laughs> i know everybody's reading well that's cool i mean yeah not barely, barely a book <laughs> how can you go wrong with the killer kangaroo famous last words <laughs> exactly oh hey, toby's here yeah uh oh yeah let's see trying to catch up here uh, one star, the Vantage Romance pocket books I've read in January. Oh yeah, uh, Coding Snaps has a video where he he got some of those like old vintage romance novels from his grandma, I think, <laughs> and they were horrible, like extremely problematic and boring. Which, uh, I don't know I'm what he. To... <laughs> I'm gonna check that out. <laughs> check out his uh, his channel dog oh my god that, that okay that's actually that's that actually a... that's actually a funny story <laughs> now you have to share <laughs> yeah, so um i was telling you i'm reading like experimental indie literature and i don't want to say the name of the book or the author just because i don't want to like throw anything his way but um i left a review a one-star review on his on his book on goodreads Everyone's and I was to Goodreads, checking your reviews. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and I was just like, whatever, like, it's it's terrible book. It's so poorly written, so uninteresting, uh, so flat, and just not for me. And I gave it one star and then left it at that. And then the the author of the book commented on my review, and they were like, damn, dog. Oh, shit. <laughs> and I just felt terrible. And that's another dimension of like bad reviews that I had never considered. Like yeah. I had never considered like the authors themselves are probably like watching or aware of it. And that's just horrifying. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like 
because it's kind of their baby even if you know we don't and that's why like you said you you write but you haven't uh, released any of your work and i i would probably be the same way because you work so hard on it and then to put it out into the world is has to be nerve-wracking yeah but i wouldn't comment on negative reviews <laughs> but yeah i don't know me. if i would or not <laughs> i don't have the, the talent to write but if i did i don't know if i would I would be browsing Goodreads waiting for that one review, the one-star review, and be like, come on, dog. Yeah, <laughs> damn dog. <laughs> damn dog. <laughs> uh, how can you go wrong with the killer kangaroo? Alan Baxter, hold my beer. <laughs> there is a lot of beer in that book. Yeah, I have, uh, is that the gulp? No. Are you referring uh, to? The Rue. Oh, he's a, oh, he, he wrote the Rue, too. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, okay. Have you read other because i know i and i said this in my review like i'm not gonna judge alan baxter on this book because i've heard he's written like some okay stuff so have you read anything by him or i have um i have the gulp on my shelf i haven't read it yet it's oh okay it's on the i have to get to it soon list along with a hundred other books mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, michael said i'm hard at work on the revenge of the rue it's going to be a masterpiece. <laughs> I would read that. I'd read it. If Michael wrote it, I'd read it. Uh, Simsonia by John Cleave. Sims, probably a one-star book. Hmm. I'm not familiar with that one. I'll have to look that yeah. one up. But I do feel a bit bad for picking on the book, on a book from 1828 that no one's heard of. Okay. Well, there's a reason no one's heard of it, I guess. Yeah. I think you're safe uh, criticizing a book, picking on a book from 1828. Yeah. I mean, they're fair De game. Dead authors are usually resilient. You're not going to comment on your Goodreads review? <laughs> exactly. It's just fun to complain about books and videos sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Stalking the Goodreads now. <laughs> oh, my God, no. I only review dead authors. I'm pretty safe, I think. It's a yeah. good way to avoid. And avoid me too. Them. Like I, it's only after I started BookTube that I started reading more modern things. Yeah. I was pretty much always stuck like in the early to mid 20th century. So now it's like an entirely different like uh, landscape of of reading that that I've never been exposed to. Like having authors like directly reach out to you like reading your Goodreads reviews and stuff like that. It's just so different. Because I'd always, for me, like authors had always been, well, dead. <laughs> and uh, like <laughs> with a pretty like significant legacy to their name. So to me, authors had always been like these mystical, like uh, almost non-human entities that pour out books. But now it's like, you can just chat with an author like on Instagram and it's so weird. Yeah. <laughs> They're not dead anymore. Yeah. Uh, then again, wasn't there an MR James story about that? I'm not about sure. what? Yeah. yeah, I don't know. Um, I don't even know who that is. <laughs> maybe commenting on a review. Oh. Uh, David Wiley is here. Hey, David. Oh, hey. Now I have to read the Rue. Yeah, I know. Isn't that funny? When you say something's really terrible, it's like, I should read it. Or you say, this book is really bad. I should read it. <laughs> it's 
it's good marketing. Like, yeah. uh, I'm going to write a pur purposefully bad book and just reply to all the bad reviews with down talk. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what that guy's doing, I guess. Yeah, and if it's really that bad, and you would do that, then I'm sure you'd get a you'd gain a following <laughs> on social media for some reason. Yeah. Uh, I never would have picked up classics and old books if it wasn't for Juan's channel. That's a oh. good compliment. I know. Thanks, Gio. Yeah. <laughs> uh, off the drop description, be dead. Usually helps. Yeah. <laughs> we don't like anything by Kaylin Patrick Burke. I don't want to hear it. Please don't hurt my feelings. <laughs> oh, uh, David... Uh, Dave from Book Blather just uh, gifted me a copy of Blanky by Keelan Patrick Burke. So that'll be my first by him. We'll see. So if I hate it, I'll be sure to message Coding Snaps and let him know that it's horrible. <laughs> but hopefully not. Yeah, I've, I put a few of those, you uh, know, he reviewed a couple of uh, Burke's. Uh, books recently so i have those on my list mm -hmm. of, uh, of books to try yeah uh, yeah i agree it's so weird having started writing reviews and stuff and authors will respond on instagram still takes some getting used to it's so weird it is weird <laughs> i don't know if i like it <laughs> yeah i'm not sure if it's good or bad well you know it's like like with your channel you know you you have like meaningful conversations about the work directly with the author like that's really awesome but then i think it's mostly a, the trouble comes when you don't like the book <laughs> you're yeah. like because because uh mike thorne uh reached out to me like to to review darkest hours mm -hmm. and and thankfully i really liked it and i gave it a positive review but in my in my head i was just worried like what if i hate it like how am i gonna look this man in the eye <laughs> yeah <laughs> but uh yeah it's weird <laughs> yeah it is it is really weird and there is a little <laughs> bit of pressure too when you get like a like an advanced copy or they reach out to you like that because they're like hey can you read my book and do a review on it and, and i always worry oh shit am i gonna like hate this book then i then you have to do a review and be yeah. honest and so yeah that's always a concern for me yeah i i recently had to um, well, I consulted with a Mr. Morningstar, who's another new booktuber who's watching. He's here somewhere. <laughs> but uh, what happened was a, a an author reached out to me with an ARG, I mean ARC. I'm sorry, and uh, and uh, he was like, "Oh, like you know, you can sample one of the short stories, see if it's to your liking, and then if you want to re review a whole book, like it, I'm attaching it as well." And I read the short story and I didn't like it. Like it wasn't, it wasn't for me. And, uh, <laughs> it's not you, but, it's me. Yeah. But the, like the whole panic and like the process of like, how am I going to tell this man? How am I going to tell this, this author who's like putting his work out there and being brave? And how am I going to tell him that <laughs> I don't like, I don't want to review his book? And I ended up letting him know. And he was like super understanding about it. But, it's a it's a new level of anxiety and pressure that I that I had never experienced before. 
It is, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, the James story was about an academic who got who got back at his critics through magical curse. Oh, casting the runes uh, is the story. Hmm. I'll have to read that. Uh, be careful who you leave negative reviews for. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Uh, I loved one's one star review of Slither. Oh yeah. <laughs> Well, that one I, I never made a video for, but I give it a one star on Goodreads. Um, hmm. But that's an interesting case because I the book was not good, but I was like so entertained. And it's kind of like, well, does that mean that it's not a one star? It's I don't know. It's kind of weird. Hmm. But yeah. Yeah, I guess <laughs> is if you're entertained, is it still a one star? Yeah, I know. I guess. I guess it depends because I think I was entertained for the wrong reasons. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it was like so bad it's good kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So. Uh, Casting the Runes by Mr. James. Great story. I'll have to read that. Yeah. Sometimes dead is better. The author's first rule <laughs> for good books. Exactly. Some pet cemetery. Uh, so weird that they focus more on bad reviews than people actually praising the book, promoting it, making it a making a fan art on it. Yeah, I think that's is that human nature to to um, to focus on the negative and ignore the positive. So I'm yeah. sure if you go to a list and you see a bunch of four and five stars, does your do your eyes go to the one star review at the very bottom? I think I do. <laughs> just to see like just to gauge like here's why here's what people liked it uh and the people that didn't like it here's the reasons why and kind of see where i fall but um yeah i mean i just made a i just made a a video you know about like hate speech and hate comments and mm -hmm. stuff like that and, and it's very kind of similar like you know you get a flurry of like positive comments and, and you know love and you know good reception and then you get that one like bad comment and, and it yeah. kind of ruins your day but that's why even with a one-star review i always try to make like conscious effort of, of of not being just purposefully like evil or nasty you know just being rational and, and hope that you don't upset too many people <laughs> yeah uh, what if your friend wrote a bad book <laughs> that'd be even tougher right i would say i'm happy you wrote a book <laughs> yeah well hopefully they would ask you before it's published or before they try and put it out there then you can try and help because if it's not out there then you can offer constructive criticism and yeah like don't publish can, this yeah don't like, throw this away and start over <laughs> exactly uh, oh, Lost Cunningham is here. Yeah, Timmy. Hey, uh, the book was not good, but I was entertained. Sounds like the new <laughs> Riley Sager book. Is that um, Survive the Night? Is that the new Riley Sager? Oh, I think uh, yeah, N Nakia from Nakia's Hideaway. Uh, I don't know if you know. She's oh, yeah. another. I, yeah. yeah, she's great. Yeah, I think she just dropped a review of it, and. Her sentiments were kind of like that, like, um, 
entertaining, but not really good. <laughs> yeah, Which happens not a lot. Good. That's not... yeah. <laughs> uh, one reason I look for negative reviews is that they tend to be funnier. Yeah, they... <laughs> they're entertaining. Uh, a lot of times, especially in the extreme horror genre, one-star reviews help sell the book. <laughs> no, yeah. And, you know, and I, I was... yeah. Go ahead. No, I, I think there's some truth to that. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah I was going to say, like, it is especially true with horror because uh, a lot of the time, like, horror is about upsetting or, or shocking or grossing out or horrifying. And some people who are not into those things respond negatively to that. So yeah. a lot of the times, a one-star review will say, like, this is one star because it was so disgusting, so disturbing, so messed up. And some people are actively looking for that, you know? So <laughs> it's it's kind of weird. Like, um, like if I see a one-star review on a horror book, I want to see, like, well, why was it one star? And if they say it's reasons that I would be okay with, then... You know, I'll probably be okay with the book. But if they say, like, it's badly written and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. So I, w- I wonder how many copies of Things Have Gotten Worse did you did you pr- uh, sell from with your <laughs> review? Well, I think, well, well, um, Geo Coding Snaps, he bought one. Uh, then, uh, well, I think you had already gotten yours, right, before yeah. I reviewed it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. But there's been a couple. I would say like <laughs> four or five, definitely. Because <laughs> I had heard, you know, the reviews I had seen before, and then the cover was the first thing that really got me. Is the cover is really striking. Yeah. So I thought I want to I want to read that, and then when I started reading it, um, I wondered, am, am I just not getting it? Am I just? Is it just over my head? Am I just, you know, a dummy? Or, but once I started seeing, I saw your review, and I was like, okay, I'm not. Uh, maybe it's not me. <laughs> So, I didn't feel yeah. as bad. It's polarizing. Yeah. But it is a it is a conversation piece for sure. Yeah. Uh the only time I don't like one star reviews, it's is when it's for a book I gave five stars, then it's personal. <laughs> <laughs> that tends to happen a lot for me. Because <laughs> my reading tastes are not widely liked by other people um so should i read so should i read dead inside by mr morrison did you read that steve i haven't dead inside it's it's been polarizing as hell like things have gotten worse Hmm. um because it's a it's a work of like extreme horror so there's like the most messed up stuff imaginable in it um and and some people have said like it's it's very well written or like it's purposefully meant to be like satirical or entertaining or funny or 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 compelling in its style and prose and things like that other people have said like it's trash it's just so overly misogynistic for no reason it's overly uh bigoted for no reason like Mm. there's a lot of tension um but then, yeah, like the more tension and, and controversy you have, the more it's probably going to sell. So it's a good strategy. <laughs> have you read it? Dead Inside? I, 
I have not. I, I'm not really interested, but um, it's like a work of like disturbing fiction. So every once in a while, I get somebody like telling me to read it. Um, but I just feel like it wouldn't be for me. I don't know. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't actually rate Hog, like I should have given it five stars because it disgusted me deeply. But then again, it feels weird rating a book with the themes it discussed. Hog is like this infamous, like extremely controversial and, and transgressive book hmm. that I famously made a video on because I said it's like the one book that I can't read because it's it's just too much and it's just so unrelenting and the style it's written in is just so unpalatable to me wow and, and then of course a couple of my viewers went and bought it and, and read it the sales go like this <laughs> right uh but uh yeah it's kind of like that's another thing I, I keep hearing like there's books that uh so, some people on goodreads are like i can't rate this or like this is not this is not getting a star rating because it's a different kind of, I don't know. It's weird. I think uh, Leslie from the Nerdy Narrative, I don't think she gave Things Have Gotten Worse a score because she said she wasn't sure how to rate it. Mm -hmm. yeah. So, yeah, so that was interesting. Uh, maybe I'm bad at math, but I've always wished review sites used a 10-star instead of a 5-star system. I have a better understanding of, of what out of 7, what 7 out of 10 stars mean than I do 3 out of 5. Yeah, and, and on Goodreads especially, like, you always see people in the reviews, like, stipulating, like, this is actually three and a half. Yeah. So why don't they just make it ten? I don't know. Just commit. Don't go half. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, and it's funny. I think Goodreads, someone found something on Goodreads that had the rating system, and it was five stars as I really love this book or it was amazing four stars was i really liked it three stars was it's good two stars was like it was okay and one star was it's terrible that didn't really match up to what i think most people probably uh kind of their scale to rate on <laughs> but i think it's interesting i think 10 gives a little bit more room to yeah definitely uh, honestly, the weirdest thing about Hog is that Delaney wrote it. Yeah. <laughs> Delaney was mostly known for like uh, like deep science fiction, like hmm. fan like bordering on fantasy, like and then he wrote like this really gritty, like sexual and monstrous book. So it's like kind of like where did that even come from? But I'm always fascinated when, when authors right outside of like their comfort zone like i'm always looking out for like an author who never wrote horror and and then they wrote like that one horror novel because <laughs> it's usually it so different <laughs> yeah because it's usually like so different from the rest of horror i wonder if if they if most authors would wait until they have a career with another genre before they write a really disturbing and book like that or if it's just or maybe use a, a different name well some some authors start <laughs> they start out with like 
the most messed up shit and then they move on to something else. That's true. But yeah, I feel like I don't know, it's it's weird like with horror, there's a lot of authors that write extremely horrific stuff, but then they don't want to describe it as horror. Cause <laughs> cause horror is seen as like this really like lowbrow, like uh bottom of the barrel literary genre that a lot of like more literary authors don't want to identify with yeah but i think like that kind of elitism is just dumb like oh yeah. if something's horrific i'll, I'll say it's horror yeah. and even if they hate it <laughs> uh i was afraid to review cows on goodreads mm. you're getting <laughs> you're getting a, a, a crash course on all the messed up stuff of reviewed on my channel <laughs> yeah, I know I'm, I'm, I have to run all these down <laughs> hog cows oh my god uh, the rue <laughs> the rue <laughs> the literary masterpiece <laughs> but I didn't get the metaphors and meanings of cows just enjoyed it for what it is fair enough <laughs> I never even heard of hog until plagued by visions I was shocked it even existed <laughs> and that's really like my mission in life <laughs> so i'm happy to accomplished yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, people are talking about cows yeah i liked it it was absolutely absolutely disgusting but it was funny and, and entertaining for sure cows not hog yeah there there seems to be like a threshold like that some readers break through and some are left behind when it comes to like disturbing literature for example like american psycho is like one of the funniest books that i've ever read but then there's some people that are off put by how violent and gross and gruesome it is mm. uh but then i think there comes a time when you're either desensitized or like you're able to look past that and i think that's where my perspective comes from for a lot of literature because I've been reading stuff like this since I was very young, like <laughs> younger than I should have been. And so uh, like it's it's a different perspective for me. And I feel like a lot of my viewers sort of share that same perspective. Uh, but every once in a while, like there will come along like somebody that's like, how can you read stuff like that? Yeah. And it's like, well, it takes it takes years of training, but <laughs> yeah, years of years of practice. Because, <laughs> for, uh, for instance, I, I thought the end of things have gotten worse. I laughed out loud when I read the last, last yeah. few paragraphs. <laughs> that was pretty so. funny. Uh, no one is watching is a new thriller by an author who only writes romance books, and I'm going to leave it at that. <laughs> you know, I think like romance authors, they they're always walking that line between like really tame stuff and really messed up stuff because from what i've seen like a lot of romance novels have like really messed up like psychologies and plot lines going on yeah really <laughs> unhealthy relationships <laughs> exactly yeah oh book blathers here what i didn't know oh. this duel was happening damn i get tied up on vacation and miss everything if you want to hop on with <laughs> us you can come and defend things have gotten worse <laughs> Two against one. Yeah. You're outnumbered. <laughs> but. 
Hope you had a good vacation, though. Uh, the stuff in cows with the camera thing. Now I have to eat cows. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm curious, like, about you, Steve. Like, so are you often bothered by, like, the more extreme content in books? Or do you find that you're able to digest it yeah. all pretty well? <laughs> pretty good with it. And uh, nothing really... It, um. I've I've read pretty much, I, I don't know if I haven't read cows or hog, but um, it it I don't really get bothered by it. If I may not enjoy it, but I I don't get offended or you know I don't. Yeah. Uh, but no, I I think I'm okay. Well, it doesn't get to me too much. <laughs> I'd be interested then if, about your review of cows. Maybe I need to do that. <laughs> So you had mentioned in your in your recent uh, in your recent video that or in the one take video that you have a big Blu-ray collection. Yeah, yeah, big uh, movie collection. So mm -hmm. what is your what are some of your favorite? In your, what are some of your of your favorites in your collection? Uh, well, obviously horror mm -hmm. is like my favorite genre. But I, I'll watch. I always say like I'll watch anything like inventive and compelling enough or like it has something interesting in it um i i guess like the texas chainsaw massacre is one of my favorite horror movies just because it's so it's so like the epitome of like what horror is it's like gritty it's nasty but it's also compelling and mysterious and uh so that's that's a favorite of mine. Uh, there's a lot of like Stephen King adaptations, like Carrie is another favorite. Uh, Misery, uh, which I I believe you said you haven't really read any Stephen King. I haven't. That's gonna change <laughs> next month. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but uh, yeah, horror mostly. It's mostly a horror Blu-ray collection. <laughs> uh, and. Uh... Book Blather says, no way. Things have gotten worse. Needs its own live stream. It's still making the rounds. I think Vaughn is reading it now. <laughs> I just can't picture Michael reading it. I want to see his... <laughs> Michael needs to have a live stream so we can all watch his facial expressions when he reads that book. I would love right. to see that. I, I would pay to see that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, so you mentioned Stephen King adaptations. Mm -hmm. uh, so if you had to choose between the It miniseries and from the what early '90s miniseries or the movies, the ones in about 2016, 2017, and then Chapter Two a couple of years ago, what do you which do you prefer, the miniseries or the two movies? Uh, I think the miniseries. Um... Well, I don't know. It was weird. Like the 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 it chapter one was great. I I loved it. It chapter two was horrible, in my opinion, because mm. uh, it kind of lost all the charm that the first one had. Like with the cast, like part of the charm was like it was like a all kids cast, you know? Yeah. And like all their banter and their friendship, and then I felt like 
the adult versions didn't have that same charisma or like rapport. And then they like adapted all the good parts of the novel in the first one. <laughs> and they left like all the bad parts for the second one. Um, and the, the miniseries is, is kind of like that too, but um, there's something a little more charming about it. <laughs> just if anything, just see how bad it is or like how cheesy like made for tv it is but yeah i haven't seen it i haven't seen it in a while but i, I remember it being you know scaring the crap out of me when i was little mm-hmm. but I, <laughs> I love the tim curry pennywise though the yeah the pre, you know practical effects classic yeah yeah <laughs> i'll read things have gotten worse soon starving ghosts and every thread wasn't bad so we'll see hmm. i don't know what that is yeah, I mean, I'm not sure. Uh, MKV should do just do a live stream of him reading excerpts from the cats. <laughs> no, oh, it was Pharaoh. a pharaoh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <He's>... <laughs> I have yet to read King Two. I'm oh. not alone. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we are starting the Dark Tower next month. We're reading a book a month, so if you want to start reading Stephen King, and I'm reading eleven twenty two sixty three mm-hmm. in november i, thought I it was haven't a month. i haven't read that one yeah i saw the miniseries it, I, I enjoyed the miniseries so but it's been a it's been long enough to where i can read the book and not be bothered by it yeah need some space i'm waiting for the call to do the audiobook for feral still hasn't happened <laughs> for some reason michael would be an awesome uh audiobook narrator yeah I mean, we already kind of get that in his channel. So. Yeah. He's very, very, speaking of radio voice, he has a very silky, clear voice. If I was an author, I'd, I, I would be asking him to do my audiobook. <laughs> oh, cool. He already, he already started the gunslinger on vacation. Oh, it's cheating. I'm getting a head start. <laughs> Have you read The Whole Dark Tower, Juan? No. No. I have not. So I'm excited. It's like the one, well, I've read most of King up to a certain year, like when from a Buick 8 came out, I think that was 2004. Mm-hmm. And I haven't, I tried reading some of his newer stuff and it was crap. But <laughs> uh, yeah, like uh, Cell. Uh, Cell is about like uh, these people that are zombified by like a cell phone. Uh, reception hmm. was terrible. Uh, IG, watch out, it'll get you <laughs> exactly. Uh, like Dreamcatcher, uh, he has a lot of bad newer stuff, uh, but I do like his older stuff. But I just never read The Dark Tower, so yeah, it seems like there's a lot of um, it's kind of a club of people that have read it and they have their own little you know, it kind of you'll get it once you finish the series inside jokes <laughs> yeah there's like a multiverse going on yeah uh, as far as your horror collection what, what other newer horror movies did you have you enjoyed in the last couple of years well in the last year nothing because yeah. <laughs> we were kind of <laughs> yeah. frozen but uh it's been dry <laughs> but uh well let me think been a while 
Well, I was gonna say like it follows and things like that, but oh, those yeah. aren't those aren't even like that new anymore. I think they're what 2012, 2013, maybe 13, something like yeah. that. So, like in my mind, that's still new. But <laughs> um, I've really enjoyed like the what is that studio called? A twenty four. A twenty four. Yeah. Yeah, like the the witch. Uh, I don't know if that was A twenty four though. Yeah, I think, I think it was. It was, <laughs> it was uh, hereditary. Uh, mm-hmm. Midsummer, I didn't like as much, but but there is something about like these more um, inventive horror movies, like the more commercial stuff, like uh, it or there was that slasher, that time travel slasher, like Happy Death Day. Like, oh yeah, or like um, the Bloom the Bloomhouse stuff, like yeah. Uh, the, they're all right, but I prefer when they're more inventive or um, not as formulaic. But yeah, uh, it follows an Oculus for great. You know, Oculus is a movie that does not get enough credit. It's great, yeah. yeah. And I think Mike Flanagan, the director, he's he's like a to me he's like a new sort of classic name in yeah. horror, like his. His adaptation of Gerald's Game mm-hmm. was amazing. Um, he did um, Doctor Sleep too, right? Yeah, and and actually, that's one of the newer Stephen King books that I tried to read, and it was awful, and I really? couldn't get into it. But the film adaptation was great, and it it cleaned up a lot of like the mess that Stephen King laid out and hmm. <laughs> made it more cohesive so so it was a i thought it was a good movie yeah mike flanagan he also did um haunting of hill house right i think yeah 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 he's a really great director uh the remake of suspiria was great you know i I watched the remake and i was a little confused i think um i felt like i should have like it was a sequel because there were some things that i wasn't familiar with and it kind of lulls you to sleep and then at the end it just goes bonkers (laughs) <laughs> yeah it, it was kind of like, yeah a reimagining more than a remake oh okay so, but uh, have you seen the original no i haven't that one well, it's very different but stylistically like visually it's like a masterpiece in my opinion hmm. so have you seen the shining movie and read the book yeah do you and do you like the book or the movie better uh I actually made a video about this like well you did oh well like kind of long ago but uh, like it was one of my first videos but i was oh, comparing cool. like horror classics like novel versus film hmm. and that was oh, that was cool. one of them and and i do like the novel more uh just in terms of um, like characterization and it's it's a much more like emotionally deep novel like i don't deny like kubrick's adaptation is kind of like this masterpiece of of setting and visuals and and camera work and all that but but just in terms of like the characters and like the enjoyment that i got out of it like the the kubrick film is like really cold and detached um and that kind of works but but i prefer like the more human portrait that stephen Mm -hmm. king sort of laid out with the family and their struggles like jack's struggle with alcoholism is like 
barely hinted at in the movie, but mm. it's like the central piece of the novel, and it works mm. great with like uh, the the symbolic meaning of like the ghosts and like his own psychological torment. And mm. it's a great it's a great novel, I think. So I want to read that one. A24 tends to be a bit on the artsy side. Yeah, it does get a little... I think it rides that line between kind of pretentious and there's some that are... Um... And, you know, I haven't watched their entire repertoire, but um, I guess I meant it more in the sense of, like, they're more popular movies. Like, I agree with them being so popular and, like, mm -hmm. highly praised. Because... Yeah. They're good, but I haven't checked out. I'm sure they have some bad movies in there too. <laughs> I, I keep hearing they have some bad ones, but I've I've enjoyed all the ones. I've, I mean, I thought The Witch was good. I thought I liked Hereditary. Mm -hmm. I thought that was really great. Um, what was the other one? Oh, Midsummer was good. It was a little long, but I thought it was. I thought there was some some uh, you know the cultish side of you know the psychology behind the cult and is kind of a breakup movie. <laughs> In a weird way. <laughs> yeah. I don't like that one that much, but it was pretty. <laughs> yeah, it was it was very well shot. Uh, Oculus was really good. Agreed. Don't get me started on the Conjuring universe. I I hate I hate those movies. <laughs> so many so so many missed opportunities with that series with that universe. You know, the first one was alright and if it had ended there, I would see I would see it as more of a classic. But then, like all the Annabelles and the nuns and the Yoronas and oh yeah, it's too much. And I don't really I'm not really a fan of like James Wan's like horror visuals. Like I just feel like they're so goofy and exaggerated. It's like they're like the props of like a haunted house, right? You know, like the like how the Annabelle doll looks. It's like so exaggerated, like in your face. Yeah. Um, I tend to like horror, like a bit more subtle, or mm -hmm. or if you're gonna go out like that, go out like like John Carpenter's The Thing. You know, like yeah, have bodies exploding everywhere or something. But it's, I don't know. It's just some. It. <laughs> yeah, there's something kind of boring and bland about them that I don't really enjoy. But a lot of people do. So. Oh yeah, um, <laughs> the the ending for the first one, like you said, was a, was a downer. And then the nun, the movie was really bad. The Terrible. first Annabelle was really bad. I thought the second one was okay, but um, and then the, the last Conjuring was. Yeah. I didn't even watch them. <laughs> they they try to turn the Warrens into these like quasi superheroes, and it just kind of you know focus on the scary stuff. No. Yeah, that's kind of like the second one where they have like Ed Warren singing like an Elvis Presley song. Yeah, and I was just like, what the f what's <laughs> what is this? Like very out of place. <laughs> try mr mercedes oh yeah i keep hearing that's a good like newer king book hmm. i've heard uh, i've heard uh, like as far as his new books 
11, 22, 63 is really good. I've heard Mr. Mercedes is really good. I've heard uh, Revival. So there's mm-hmm. a couple. Like I, I tried a couple like um, Dreamcatcher, Cell, Under the Dome, Dr. Sleep. That was just like, this is awful. But I've heard that he's also had some really good ones. So I, I have not given up. <laughs> there's hope. Yeah. The Lighthouse was pretentious. You know, I, that's one I have not seen. It just didn't didn't grab me the light I, I liked it was it good but I, yeah uh, Ari Aster's next movie is a comedy <laughs> oh that I want to see <laughs> oh hey Jason uh, I really can't stand oh. the conjuring universe either they took the idea of baby toys moving on their own and the lights flashing on their own, which is creepy, and completely killed it in a bad way. Yeah, there's a lot of like, like I said, like haunted house effects that really amount to nothing. And then at the core of it, it's just like a really weirdly like evangelical message in all of them. And mm-hmm. I don't know, they're kind of off-putting. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how self-aware James Wan is of what he's doing. Not at all. Uh, <laughs> after seeing Aquaman, I don't know. <laughs> right. It's like, that movie made a billion dollars. Crazy. <laughs> Did it really? Yeah. It made a billion dollars. My God. Yeah, the second Annabelle movie was directed by uh, David Sandberg, the director of Lights Out. Oh, okay. That might be why it's a little bit better. Lights Out is was that, okay. Is that the one where they show like how she was made and yeah that's uh it was kind of a prequel to the first annabelle when uh they're on the farmhouse and the, the parents like an orphanage yeah they 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 lose their daughter and then they yeah, yeah, yeah. uh yeah and they had that this was all right. doll. yeah it was okay yeah and uh less attention on making a universe more of making a movie I think everyone's kind of caught up in the universe thing right now. Yeah, I, I remember, um, well, because of Marvel, but then um, I remember like they were going to make a like a dark, like Universal Monsters universe. Yeah. Like with the mummy and the Frankenstein mummy. Yeah. and all that, but that didn't work out. <laughs> that crushed and burned. <laughs> but yeah, everybody's so like, Everybody just wants to make like the next big franchise, I guess. But mm-hmm. seems to be well, and no one, no one other than Marvel has really been that successful doing it. Yeah, I mean the DC one. They just can't get out, get out of their own way. <laughs> yeah. They just do knucklehead thing after knucklehead thing. <laughs> yeah, Lights Up was a short film, and it got so popular that Universal signed him for an actual movie. Oh, uh, I've seen that one. I, yeah. I thought it was bad, <laughs> but there's worse. Yeah. And they ruined the ambiguity of the short film. Yeah, well, because the, I don't know if you've seen that short film. It's, I haven't. It's like just barely a couple of minutes long. And it's, it's a, basically it's somebody flicking a light off and they see like a silhouette in the distance. Mm-hmm. And then they flick the light on, and the silhouette is gone. 
and then they flick the light off again and the silhouette's there again but it's closer so like they keep flicking on and off and it keeps getting closer and it's like a really effective like creepy like visual right mm -hmm. but then they took that and they try to make like a feature length film out of that like two minute premise so yeah. didn't really work out <laughs> no and it usually never does uh mr mr uh thanks for hanging out and oh yeah interacting yeah be careful out there uh, <laughs> saw fan the saw franchise was amazing low-key saw franchise I don't know about that, but okay. <laughs> the first one, the first one was when it, uh, at the time, it was pretty, pretty different. The second one was okay. I kind of lost. They kind of lost me after that, though. The second one, I I preferred visually. Like, I liked, like some of the visuals of the of the traps. Like, looked very. They were well shot, and it was very sort of like this uh, homage to like Gialli films where horrible things are happening on camera, but they look kind of very visually composed and appealing. So there was some of that, but then I think I saw like half of the third one and I was just like, I don't know if I can do this. And there's like eight of them. Really? I think Is so. Wow. I, lost, I stopped <laughs> like, like I stopped keeping track. <laughs> Me too, but I know there's a bunch. Uh, the original, the original old uh, Universal monster movies, they're still my cinematic universe, my favorite cinematic universe. You know that's interesting. That that really was like a cinematic, because they had like Frankenstein meets the Wolfman. They had like yeah. Abbott and Costello meet Dracula. Like really, they really, yeah, they really did like oh, cross wow. over everything. That's interesting. Smart. <laughs> Uh, got to eat my breakfast now. Thanks for hanging out and chatting oh, with us. Thanks, Gio. Uh, I I saw, uh, I think it's called The Wicked and the Divine horror movie. It's I think it was was released a year or two ago. I think that was pretty good. I'm not, I'm not sure if you've seen that one. Not not. Yeah. I'll, I'll but modern horror is, is different. Yeah. <laughs> the Wicked and the Divine. Yeah, I think that's what it's called. Okay. Yeah, I thought that was pretty pretty good. And there were some other ones. Um, there's a few that try to have that focus too much on on themes and not enough on just having crafting a good story. I think sometimes recently. Yeah, I think there's a lot of like there's a lot more focus on like visuals and, and being like dazzling and and creepy and inventive. Um, but everything's pretty much still very formulaic, which is, I think, why something like Hereditary and The Witch were so successful, because they were visually compelling, but they also had really, like, original, like, heartfelt stories. Yeah. I think it has to be, like, a balance. Uh, like, there was a... I don't know if you're familiar with a Nicholas... Uh, Wendig Refn, he made the movie Drive with Ryan Gosling. Yeah, yeah, yeah he, he made a and I love that movie, but then he made a like quasi horror movie called uh, The Neon Demon. Yeah, 
Have you seen that? Yeah. <laughs> and it was like visually stunning, as his movies tend to be. But it was just like I don't know, like this is this is more like a feature length like music video than a movie. Like Yeah. <laughs> really long scenes that should have been that were could have been half the time. Yeah. yeah. Or like a story. I don't know. But there was yeah, this think, movie yeah. there was this movie called Starry Eyes. I don't know if you've seen that one. Yeah, I saw that too. That one was again kind of like like visually compelling but it had like a really good like original story and like even had like gross out scenes like i like that one yeah that was the actress right yeah that was that, trying to make it or you know yeah. trying to get her acting roles yeah that was pretty that was pretty good but it's it's tough now i think to to find better you know good horror movies that aren't so dependent on cgi and things like that uh, hereditary modern rosemary's baby let me dwell on that for a minute <laughs> <laughs> have you seen rosemary's baby i haven't no uh, midsummer <laughs> modern modern wicker man that i disagree with yeah <laughs> yeah well vi like thematically visually i see it but very different movies i guess um i prefer the wicker man not nicholas cage's wicker man the old good one so are, are you a fan of nicholas cage because there's some people who really love him and they think that he's in on the joke well <laughs> well he recently there the movie there's a new movie with him called pig that people are raving about that mm -hmm. supposedly is like his best performance or something. I haven't seen it, but uh, I did watch Mandy. And I don't know if you've seen that one. Mm -hmm. Mandy was like, uh, it's like this uh, revenge movie. Like Nicolas Cage gets, a, he gets crossed by a cult who kidnap and murder his wife. And oh, so, wow. he, yeah, he wants to like take revenge on them. But it's like visually stunning. It's, it has a lot of like uh, sort of like eighties, like you know that animated movie Heavy Metal, like that mm -hmm. same kind of like visual philosophy of like oh, no. monsters, and and I thought it was great. And his performance, like being so over the top and obnoxious, is like, um, but but I think it worked for that movie. So I feel like. I feel like I like him when he finds the kind of movie that where his acting works, you know, like, like there's movies where he tries to play like a straight man, like drama and those yeah. don't really work, but he's, he's, he's all right. He's all right. Uh, Mandy, Mandy turned into a video game halfway through, but I liked it. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> The bathroom scene in Mandy will go down in legend. Now, now I have to see Mandy. <laughs> That's one of his more like recent famous like freak out scenes. You know, when he starts freaking out, yelling. And... Yeah. Yeah. It's his signature. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, do you ever have plans to release some of your, your writing? Well, 
Um, I'm actually writing, finishing a short story right now that I think I've, I've committed to share it like with the people on my discord server. Like, so, so you'll probably see it. Um, but, uh, as far as like on my channel, like I would, I would have to figure it out. Like maybe the discord can be like my test audience. And then yeah you beta readers <laughs> yeah. yeah but uh i recently i don't know if you follow uh joshua from coffee cats and king um, mm-hmm. he recently did a a reading of, of one of his stories that it was like kind of inspiring to see him like so openly share his work and yeah and, and read it out loud himself and, and i was just like i i I feel like I can do that if I if I arm myself with courage. But I do like especially now that there's a there's an actual audience that's like curious about it now in a way that I've never had before. I'm kind of like, well, maybe I'll 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 dip my toes into like sharing some of it, but I don't know. I don't have a lot of faith in it. <laughs> oh, maybe it'll Maybe you'll feel better if you just put one story out there and start small. Yeah. And then, like, I would honestly appreciate, like, honest feedback more than anything. Like, mm-hmm. just to honestly hear, like, you know, this is good, this is bad, like, what I could work on, that kind of thing. So, yeah, yeah it, it's kind of it's kind of cool, like, to have a an audience, <laughs> which yeah. had never been the case before so yeah there's some plans kind of <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm not it probably must be nerve-wracking to to have it and then to just take that first step yeah because <laughs> uh I've, i submitted a a story once to a, a magazine and hmm. it got rejected and it wasn't it wasn't as bad as I thought it would be, like that first rejection. But it was still kind of like, oh well, maybe this isn't for me. <laughs> like, you know, those those yeah. thoughts start running in your mind, like, oh, uh, like maybe I. I just... But um, yeah, there's like alternate ways now of like getting your stuff out there, which is really cool. So it'd be cool to see how this works out to see if anybody is interested in it or because you can i mean anybody can publish a book now i mean self self right with uh, indie publishing or self-publishing and and some people who shouldn't be <laughs> yeah. are, just, still, are yeah. still doing it so I mean, what's good or stopping? Bad, anyone can do it yeah. <laughs> yeah whether they should or not <laughs> and you you said you're not really interested in writing uh i used to um write short stories and stuff but i haven't no. in a long time yeah i've been in a really big like writing slump hmm. it's kind of like lately it's kind of like why i'm so amazed at myself <laughs> that i've actually been writing because that hadn't been the case like when the whole pandemic thing started like i started working on like this novel that i've been bouncing in my head for years and i got about like twenty thousand words in and and i was like oh well 
I'll set it aside for now and then I haven't returned to it because booktube became like a thing. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's kind of like more of a balance thing because now that I've been writing the story, I haven't been feeling up to making videos. <laughs> so it's either one or the other, but I'm sure I could uh, find a balance somewhere. I don't know. That's going to be tough to find that balance though, right? Yeah. I mean, especially with like real life, like having to work and which is, which is why I was so amazed that all your like meticulous planning, I was like, oh, <laughs> I have to, like I said, otherwise I'll, yeah. I'll wander around not knowing what's going on. Uh, looks like uh, book blather has to has to go. We'll watch the rest later. See you guys later. Oh, bye. Thanks for dropping in. Looking forward to the Dark Tower next month. Yeah. So, Han, hey, thanks for for stopping by. I always say every week, you know, anyone who wants to jump on, I'm glad you took me up on it. It's been a great time. Yeah, it's it's been a wonderful chat. I don't know if yeah. you were actually planning. I kind of hijacked the conversation. I don't know if you were gonna like announce something or no just uh we have we have i usually just say what we have going on this week but uh, i think most of it is um let's see i don't even know what day it is yeah what um, do you have I, i'm interested um uh, yeah of course <laughs> um it's gonna, be, it's gonna be kind of a rough sunday i gotta say hmm. because we have uh we have we've been reading the faithful and the fallen Mm -hmm. uh, fantasy series and we have the discussion for the third book Sunday which I'm not looking forward to and then we have um, the Burning God the Poppy War discussion three hours later and then we have some uh, we're starting the Ash and Sand trilogy uh, read, uh, group read and we're having some reading sprints over on Stacy's channel for Kings mm. of Paradise. So we're starting that series in August. It'll be a reread for me, but I love the series, so I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> what was it? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nothing, it's mostly stuff that's been uh, already ongoing, so right. nothing to do, but uh, we are having those reading sprints at uh, 7 o'clock Eastern Time on Stacy's channel. But And when was that again? Uh, Sunday, Sunday at uh, seven on Stacy's. Uh, okay. Stacy's all booked. I'll, I'll I'll leave a link below. I'll try to. Stacy's awesome. I'll try to join. Yeah, it'd be great. Uh, gotta <laughs> go. This was awesome. Hey, Caleb, thanks for dropping in. Oh, thanks, Caleb. Yeah. So, hey, thanks again. When I'm I'm glad you came by. I'm really excited to have a chance to chat with you. Like I said, I just found your channel recently, and I've been trying to go through all your videos and I like the long form videos that you really like, you know, you really expand on things. So. Oh, big well, fan. that's good because I'm always self-conscious of those, but <laughs> no, I really enjoy it. Yeah. I really like the, cool. that, especially on, on, even on like your negative reviews, it's good because you really expand on everything in it. By the end, it makes sense. So it's mm -hmm. nice Let you let them down easy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Likewise. I, I just found your channel recently and I've been, enjoying so i'm still getting the hang of it it's it's a new <laughs> new kind of experience 
Well, I think we all are perpetually right. getting the hang of it. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, I don't think it's. <laughs> yeah. So thanks everyone who who came by and in the chat and came and chatted with us. Appreciate it. Yeah. Let's do it again soon. For sure. Yeah. yeah. Hey. Thanks everyone. Bye.